Lee on Mike Seibert Radio. Killing Spree, would you mind doing the honors and giving people- Oh, you want a live soundbite? Yes. Fucking spoilers! <laughs> yeah, so, oh, so apparently you're by yourself. You, oh, you're alone? You're alone? You might even say, you might even hmm. say, wait for it, audience, wait for it, wait for it. You might even be solo. A Star Wars story. You know, it's like- Because that- we had to know as an audience how- Han Solo got his last name. Why Dumb movie. Or Disney did something I didn't think was possible and ruined a ship. Ah. On the other hand, though, L3, this stupid droid that's all about droid rights and freedom, is now enslaved within the Millennium Falcon. Oh, for all eternity. She's you know trapped in the Matrix. So it's like, on one hand, it's like, fuck you, Disney. On the other hand, it's like, oh, that, that is funny. You know, I mean, from from like a storytelling perspective, because really it adds nothing, just like everything else in this entire goddamn movie. It just it adds nothing because it's like, what what's the point? Um, you know, other than, you know, it's like, well, that's, you know, it the Falcon has all the maps, apparently. Yeah, well, it's that, I find that weird that Lando coincidentally had a droid that had the best navigational system in the universe. Yeah. So so, uh, so basically what they they uh it's a it's a pay to play type of thing. We got 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 some DLC, you know, maybe maybe a, a loot box with uh with the with the best map in there or something. I, I don't know. Mike Cyber Radio is an independent podcast. The views and opinions expressed are those of the host and the guests only and do not necessarily reflect those of any broadcasters that any of us either have been, am now, or will be affiliated with. Enjoy the show! Welcome back to Mike Seibert Radio. I am your host. Killing Spree is my guest co-host this week, and we're talking Solo, a Star Wars story recording from the KGRG studios. And if you haven't yet, go back and check out part one of this podcast to get all caught up, because part two starts right now. But uh, yeah. Before we see, I was trying to make gamer jokes, and you didn't pick up on it. No, I got it. It's just you were the one that was kind of wanting to yeah, keep yeah, rolling. No, no. I, I... So uh, continue. So yeah, they, they're escaping, but but then the 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 Empire coincidentally shows up. Oh, like right. it's, it's all in the trailers with the uh, the Star Destroyer inside the uh, the the mouse the cloud or tunnel or whatever the the birth canal or whatever. Yeah. So it's like that was really quick. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I just found it weird that the Empire just shows up. Like, yeah. did, did did somebody send out a distress signal and the Empire picked up on it? Or yeah, was the Empire just going to show up anyway? It, it's unclear because, like, really, we're kind of, like, way on the outer rim, right? I mean, so it's not like there's, like, Imperial presence on Castle. I mean, or at least there would be stormtroopers or so or like a local garrison or something instead of, like, the... the Maybe that's knows- what they're doing. They're just going to show up and they were... Putting in a blockade could be, but it it was kind of cool though seeing the seeing a star destroyer come out of the clouds like that. That was kind of yeah. neat. 
Uh, yeah, visually it's not it's nice, but uh, sure. But, but so uh, Han's all like, "Oh, they're not going to send uh, uh, Tie Fighters after us. We'll just slip by." Oh no, Tie Fighters. So uh, it's it's that uh, awkward humor. Yeah, and, and again, jokes that don't work. And I I don't know what purpose the design of those Tie Fighters were, but we're getting like they looked sort of. Well, one of them looked sort of like a Tie Bomber. Yeah, kinda. But just a smaller side pod. Or yeah. whatever, he's like, okay. Yeah, I don't... I, and, and again, it's like, are we doing that to sell more toys? You know, kind of like the oh, same reason why we're doing... That's totally why they're doing that. Well, and it's so weird, and we've talked about this uh, before. It's like, if we're doing all of this stuff to sell more toys, then make those toys. I, I don't think there's a new, like, TIE fighter to buy. I mean, like, some of the new Stormtroopers well, I, well, I imagine, are out there. I imagine Disney's all like, yeah, we'll, we'll make these new designs so they... They could sell toy. We'll make money off of toys. And Hasbro's like, these toys aren't selling, man. We, we can't do this. That's a good point. Um, yeah, that's so. Yeah, so yeah, we're 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 uh, dealing with new Tie Fighters, um, a brand new Millennium Falcon. Yeah, which is just getting blown to shit. <laughs> I yeah. yeah yeah they fly into uh, a dangerous part of Kessel or whatever that cloud clusters. I, I I was tuning out at this point. I'm like, okay, it's it's because uh, yeah, I tuned out too because I didn't even realize they were on Kessel. Because <laughs> I mean, well, it's funny. Like I I uh, jump it back a little bit. It's like I I um, went to the restroom at some point and like I come back and Chewie stand there with like somebody's arms in his hands. I'm like, oh, okay. I guess maybe I picked the wrong time. But but yeah, it's like because I should have gone like when we're escaping through whatever this maelstrom is in a, in, in Kessel. Um, and you know, before, before we get ready to say goodbye to this, uh, this pristine new, um, Millennium Falcon, I gotta ask you what, uh, what did you think of this version of the Falcon where, you know, it's, it's shown to be shiny and new with like, you know, it, it looks, it looks like an Apple store on the inside with all like the, the black and white paneling and all that. Mm-hmm. It okay. didn't really uh, do anything for me. It was just kind of like, okay, it's it's at this point, it's new. All right, yeah. fine, whatever. Yeah, and I think like that was maybe meant to evoke something, you know. It, but it, I, I'm with you. It didn't do anything for me either, and I I don't know what it was supposed to do, but it didn't really do it. Um, but one of the things that that you know it took a while to notice was that it it doesn't have the fork. You know, it's got it, it's. It, well, I noticed that as soon as they started prom- showing promotional images, yeah. like it had a weird little point, more a more pointy end to it. Yeah, it, it took a sec where I was like, oh, and um, so we see within the movie that it's like an escape ship or some such. Like I think that. Lando called it an escape pod. Yeah, which is kind of weird because it's awfully I, large for a pod. It's, well, it's like a th- sec- that, and I just don't recall any of the. Falcon designs where there's a door in that area where the pod co- would have connected. Right, right. Well, and and uh, so so super off track. Um, back in like uh, the mid '80s, post Return of the Jedi, um, the the Kenner line of toys was going to uh, continue with like new figures, new characters, and one of them was going to be an attachment for the Millennium Falcon. Okay. So, so that's that's um, 
and and like the cartoon like Star Wars Rebels has kind of done this before where they've taken like unused uh uh Kenner designs for toys and like reincorporated them and kind of made them canon. Okay. So yeah, so that 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 escape ship thing was going to be like uh something that came out like, you know, like 1985, but the whole line got canceled because, you know, nobody was caring about Star Wars in 1985. But yeah, it was it was just it was one of those things where it's like, I see what you did there. That's that's kind of cool. So does that just throw out the head canon of that fork the purpose of that fork is to be pushing uh stuff kind of like how the Nostromo was a tow ship right yeah it, exactly it's like oh so there was something that that went there weird yeah but, but yeah but and it's weird because like you look at the design of the falcon it doesn't look like something is supposed to go there you know you know what i mean it's just like it, it's i would have to look at like the actual models that they used in the film cuz mm-hmm. just to, just to see if there's anything that you could even do some mental gymnastics to justify as a door. Right. Yeah. And I, I, I don't think you're going to find it. Um, so, so are we, I don't know. We found a dice out of nowhere. <laughs> those fucking dice. And yeah. Anyway. So, and those dice get passed around all throughout all this. Oh, that's that, right. That we're talking about. Oh, we skipped over that, that, uh, and we skipped over that entirely that, uh, just before, uh, Kira got captured, Han gave her the dice. Right. For good luck. Mm-hmm. And then when, uh, they were doing the uh, the slave trade off thing. Kira fake punched uh, Han oh, right. and yeah. handed him the dice. That's right, I and that's how that. Han kept got the dice back. Totally skipped over that. Yeah, so like, was he going to use it to like undo his shackles or something? Or I, something? I think she was just kind of giving it back. It's like, good luck. Ugh. I, yeah, that's yeah. That was the whole point of that. It was like, so have we have we met our our uh, favorite creature in the whole movie yet? With the space kraken, space kraken. Okay, that that's a good one. I was I was kind of trying to lead the witness and just. I know what you're. I knew exactly what you're going for, and that's why I went a different route entirely. But yes, it's it's the return of the horrible hentai tentacle rape monster kaiju size, (laughs) super size. Well, because like a, a buddy of mine was asking me, he's like, "Is that meant to be the same creature?" You know, from like Force Awakens, I'm like, I don't know. I was too busy not paying attention. I I'd never got a good enough look of the ones in uh, Force Awakens, so I couldn't tell you. I well, I mean, it's it's obviously bigger, but I was just like, yeah, you know. And I, and but you know what the the one the space kraken reminded me of a lot of what? those uh, attack droids from uh, the Matrix. Oh yeah, the the, the ones that look things. Yeah, yeah. That's what it, that's what that one reminded me of. Yeah. I mean, it was it was just one of those things where you know we we've kind of built our own head cannon as as we've gone through because like that was I mean way back in Force Awakens when when you first uh, mentioned uh, anything about a horrible hentai tentacle rape monster <laughs> and the first thing I thought I'm like because anything when I see like when you know, see flapping tentacles I'm like God damn it I ruined everything I ruined any tentacle based creature for you awesome. <laughs> I bet you can never go to an aquarium and not look at an octopus the same. It's like, look at that horrible anti tentacle rape monster over there. And some, some kids are like, what? What? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, and then some. So, but yeah, so uh, almost what? a recreation of that uh, space slug from Empire. Oh, the, my God. It, the Kraken's chasing the Falcon, and Hong gets the idea of like, 
we'll distract it with the and he launches the escape pod into the uh, space. It, well, it, I don't know what. Well, it's not a black hole. Well, was he shooting it into a, a gravity the, pole? Or yeah, whatever. it's like a gravity well of some gravity well. That's a, I think kind. that's what it was called. Okay, but anyway, the kraken for some reason goes after that. It's like, wouldn't you want to? Wouldn't the kraken want to eat something bigger? I don't yeah, know. Yeah. But well, anyway, and, but also, the kraken lives next. Has been living next to this gravity well for who knows how long. Don't you think it would have been instinct would have kicked in? It's like, oh, it's getting way too close to that thing that I know will kill me. Right. Which it does. It, Which it does, and it's it pulls it in. And it, it like sucks its skin off, and like you see the bone, and then the bone, the skull falls apart. Yeah, and I just I I was bored. I I, yeah. I was bored during that whole thing. Now, well, because you know what's gonna happen. Yeah, like there's no way the Falcon's gonna get sucked in. I mean, that would have been a cool twist that it gets sucked in, and it's just rather than a black hole, it's a uh, a wormhole. Yeah, they end up like, and that's how you do the Kessel Run in 12 that parsecs. A, that would have been a lot cooler than what we got. Yeah. Because uh, it's true. The, the Falcon's getting sucked in. like They're barely just keeping out of the gravity well. and then, So Han has Woody take a sample of the blue goo. Sure. Run it to the... The, uh, the engine room or whatever. Right, because, I mean, they, they coincidentally have, like, a flimmer-flammer and a spimmer-spammer to do whatever the hell that they're... Yeah, they, they inject... Uh, he injects the fuel, and, like, and he's trying to do this within a certain window because L3's computer system showing there's a, uh, a w- just a small spot where the Falcon can fly through and mm-hmm. uh, safely. The, the blue goo, at first, the Falcon... And completely shuts down. Yeah, what, what is which I liked, by the way, because like you know we see the Falcon; it's all shiny and new. But you know, in in the OT era, the original trilogy era, it's a piece of junk. It's a piece of shit, and we get like the first glimpses of oh, this thing's falling apart. And I, I you know, maybe it's not such a great ship design after all. But I, I, I did. Well, it does raise an interesting question though, because okay. it, it seems like Han never. Fixed or truly fixed the Falcon. No. So when Lando is like, "What have you done to my ship?" It's like that line doesn't work now. It doesn't work anymore because it was fucked up when when they got out of Kessel. Yeah. And and really, it's almost kind of too soon for that level of damage because it immediately goes from shiny and new to looking like the way it does in A New Hope. Yeah. I'm like, come on. Uh, uh, I got a question for you. Sure. Uh. How does it feel knowing that nothing about the Millennium Falcon itself made the running of the or doing the Kessel Run in twelve parsecs doable? How do you mean? Well, it wasn't anything about the ship itself. Like the, uh, it was the goo right. that made or made them able to escape. But also, they just took a shortcut. Yeah, any ship could have done that. Yeah, an X-wing could have done it. Yep, the Tie Fighters probably could have done it. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure about like the uh, the. The Star Destroyer or one of those bigger ships, but right, but yeah, because well, there was also the size thing to where you know getting through the 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 crevices there. Yeah, like, but you're absolutely right. It's like yeah, it it, it takes what's special about not just the Millennium Falcon, but also Han Solo's piloting skills, and it just crosses all of that off, and it just you know it's it's probably as close to. Last Jedi level subversion that this movie gets to. They're just like, you know, you know that thing that we've been talking about for 40 years that is like totally badass. Yeah. It was also spawned out of or this whole thing was spawned out of a writing error. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah. Well, for those who listening don't quite know the history or okay. understand what I'm getting at, uh, parsecs is a unit of uh, distance. distance. Yep. But in uh, episode four, Han hyping up his ship is like it's the fastest ship. It made it did the Cussle run in twelve parsecs, mm-hmm. making it sound like parsecs sounding like a measurement of of time. Right. So, see, and I- it's all for years. It's been the head cannon, or they there's been various head cannons of the Kessel runs. There's just this whole weird yeah. map thing that somebody did up, and it, oh Jesus! So it's like it's this whole movie was to fix what was just a writing yeah. error that you could have just ignored and would have been all right. See, and and it's interesting that you mention it like that because that was always my head cannon, and what what I would I would get into discussions and arguments with folks is it's like no, it's not a unit of speed, it's a unit of distance. What he's saying is that he found a shorter route. I mean, it's like I've. I've been on that that side of that spectrum but, for as long as I can remember, and I'm just like, no, he just he he's not going faster; he's finding a better way. If it begins to uh, undermine the whole hyping up the Falcon being the fastest ship, because a shortcut has taking a shortcut has nothing to do with how fast the ship itself is. It's just Correct. you you just t- took a shortcut. I mean, it'd be like saying yeah. a uh, <laughs> like saying my, a Corolla is faster than a Ferrari. Because instead of the, the Ferrari uh, taking a bunch of yeah. uh, right turns to get around a block, the Corolla went through an alley. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that's exactly what we're doing in this movie. And that's what this uh, this movie establishes. And 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 that's that's the inherent problem with doing these convoluted oh. origin movies to begin with, is but, that you're, you're taking something that was, you know, mysterious and maybe special and, you know, making it less special by telling you everything about it. Uh, I'm also looking at oh. something here. Uh, I think Disney still doesn't understand what a parsec is. Oh, really? Even Because uh, I'm, I'm just looking up what it actually measures up to. <laughs> okay. It, one parsec is uh, about 3.26 light years. Oh. I don't think that any, at least that movie, it didn't even look like they ran a light year. Yeah, not even a single light year, let alone several. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I uh I don't know what to do with that. That's uh yikes. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh are, are we are we done with the Kessel run? Uh god, I hope so because like uh yeah, so we we yeah, let, let, let's think about wrapping this shit up because it's so funny because like we said that we weren't going to talk as long but we we've talked quite a bit, but all right. Well, so uh, so anyway, so yeah, so they get they, out of the Kessel Run. They get to the desert planet that they're that the natives are gonna do or can refine it. Yeah, the Falcon basically crash lands. Yeah, which I, I thought it was funny enough just because of every everything that ship went through. I agree. Yeah, you so, see, and again, sometimes the the jokes work, and um, I I did like now. Obviously, there was no true um stakes in this movie there was no stakes in the well, that's the problem with these prequels is you know everything but i did almost appreciate that you had like the ticking time bomb with the blue goo war- warming up you know it, it created tension um in in a scene that otherwise had no stakes because i mean it was at least something so but. But anyway, so now we have to refine the blue goo. Yeah, so they're kind of just waiting around. And then the pirates show up. Because something else we skipped over. The pirates put a tracking thing on uh, 
the Millennium Falcon. Oh, that's right. Forgot about that. Because we're not at a point in Star Wars where they can just magically track ships through hyperspace without having a tracking device. <laughs> triggered. <laughs> so I, I, I'm that triggered. So yeah, the, now, the, just, the, just shaking in my chair. It's Han. So, or, so the, they have a m- bit of a Mexican standoff, and yeah, Han's all like, "See that ship down there? <laughs> There's 30 armed guard or armed men. Yeah, yeah, all yeah. I have to do is give the signal." And then Lando fucks off. He just leaves. Because I guess Lando didn't want to get paid. I, yeah. And, and that's the thing. It's like, I laughed, but then you think about it. It's like, well, wait a second. Where's Lando going to get the money to fix his ship? I mean, you'd think he'd want to stick around. You'd think so. Maybe they could uh, fix his uh, sex robot. I don't know. Or get a new one. But uh, So somebody says something about the pirates being marauders or whatever, and the, he- right. the lead marauder takes exception to that, takes off the helmet, and reveals it's... Just some little ginger kid. Yeah, see, and we're we're doing a lot of Mad Max Road Warrior type imagery here. You know, like with this whole desert planet and like how the pirates look and I don't know, that this this uh the the ginger kid looks, you know, looks like she kind of stepped out of a Mad Max movie, you know, with somebody with a very unique look. Yeah. And I mean, on one hand, it's kinda cool. On the other hand, though, it makes nothing work because th- this, you know, from a character, I, I remember being uh, watching the first trailers. I'm like, who is this? That that person looks kind of cool. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe this is somebody that's going to be, you know, maybe kind of awesome like Boba Fett or something like that. You know, where it's like, you know, I mean, cause, I mean it, it is a cool design. It's a really cool mask. But then but then from that point forward, she just you know, uh, loses any kind of like agency or authority and you don't take her seriously anymore because it's weird. Like when she puts the mask back on, you can see like her neck and stuff. And whereas you didn't earlier in the movie. Anyway, sorry. I was just, yeah. So, uh, so she goes on a little speech about uh, how they're fighting the good fight. Oh man. And really ham fist. How, or I shouldn't say ham fist, but basically like telling, the most ob- or making the most obvious point that the Crimson Wave are the bad guys because I guess the Crimson Wave cut out all the natives or the indigenous people's tongues. Oh, or like right. they can't they can't talk for some reason. So when she asked one of them to tell Han and crew who did it, one of them on a dirty window makes the, uh, the Crimson the, Tide yeah, yeah, logo. Oh, Crimson Tide, that was a good one. I like that. Yeah, yeah. So it's like the and and so yeah. So then Kira's like, oh, I I I have a I have a tattoo that almost looks kind of like. Yeah, that, she hides it, and it didn't even look like the 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 Crimson Peak logo anyway. It was like it was just like a circle with a whatever. I'm splitting hairs, but, but because like the tattoo didn't necessarily match what what was written on the dirty window. Am I am I out of my mind on that? It looked sloppy, but I I kind of just wrote chalk. Yeah, written that up as a, it's just a quick, uh, all right, thing with your or writing on a window with your finger. All right, <laughs> but uh, so yeah, the pirates convince uh, Han and well, not everybody because uh, Woody wants nothing to do with this. But I'm right. This ties back to what I said earlier about the train raising some questions. Yeah, that's right. You wanted to come back the, to the, that because the gets... pirates kill two of uh, Woody's. Crewmates, yeah, including and, his wife. Yeah, basically. Woody's just 
doesn't care. Han doesn't care. Chewie doesn't care. They're just like, did they just forget what happened? Yeah, maybe they didn't like that monkey guy after all. Maybe maybe he was like secret asshole. They're like, oh, he's a freaking monkey, you know, always like, you know, picking fleas out of people or something. I, I don't know. I mean, it, it doesn't make sense. And you would think since we're making it a point to establish that Woody Harrelson and Tandy Newton's character are, you know, like in a relationship and, and they obviously care for each other because they like totally make out in front of that fire for no apparent reason. But um, but yeah, wouldn't wouldn't Woody be like a little pissed about that? Um, I, I guess not. Yeah, because he just he seems totally OK with I mean, he's fine with walking away, but. That part makes sense within that narrative, but then, like you said, once you peel it back one layer, it's like, wait a minute, and 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 it almost makes it sound like um, that that's not the first time they've run into these pirates, you know, because like they um, yeah when when they show up, Woody's just like, God damn it, yeah, I can't remember like what they, he says exactly, but it's, it's basically like these guys, and there's like some build up to it. Oh, oh, Emphis Nest, Emphis Nest, you know, blah blah blah. Um, and yeah, it, it all just comes to nothing. Right. And it's, so, uh, so before vision shows up, Woody's <laughs> going to fuck off and he's just like, he's like, uh, there's this gangster putting together a crew that, that line from the trailer oh that you played my, earlier. Oh my God. And, like, and, it, and he's like on Tatooine, blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, they're making a Jabba reference. I don't know. I, I, that didn't bug me too much. It's just like, okay, they're, this is how Han learns about, uh, uh, Jabba. Jabba sure. Yeah, I, I groaned at that one. I was like, mm, all right. Because, yeah, to me, that was like a elbow jab. They're like, hey, hey, Tatooine, gangsters, right. talking about Jabba. Come on, man, jab, jab, At least jab, they didn't jab. name drop Jabba. That's true. Yeah. So That, uh, that would have earned a goddamn it. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, this is where things get crazy. All right. So, uh, Vision shows up. Uh, Woody's gone at this point. Right. So it's just Kira... Han and uh, Chewie that go talk to Vision and and Vision's all like, he's inspecting the goo. He's like, oh, this is really good. It's good. It's goo. a good fake. Right. And th- then Woody shows up to reveal one of many double crosses. Right. And then it's like, I guess Vision thought it was a good idea to send all of his guards to go after the real bla- uh, goo that the pirates were guarding. Mm-hmm. Another double or cross, the pirates... Are the natives right? And the pirates ambushed the uh, the guards. The guards, right? So Vision is uh, all alone, basically. Yeah, his whole army of like five guys. Incidentally, does he not have more than five guys? What I don't know. It's for a crime boss. This is like yeah. bare bones crew. And I don't know. That ship looks like it's supposed to be pretty big. Maybe it's it's just one big nightclub bar. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, at this point, Woody's like, you'd think Woody would join with uh, Han and Kira. Sure. But he crosses everybody. He he just points a gun at Chewie. He's like, all right, let's go. Because I guess Vision can't tell the difference between the fake and real black goo or blue goo. Well, Because that case was the real blue goo. Right. Well, and that's what he was saying. He's like, oh, it's a very convincing fake. And it's like, oh, well, it's convincing fake because it's real. Yeah, but if it's a convincing, if he thinks it's a fake, like there there has to be something about it that would be a telltale sign that it's a fake. I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. But it's, you know, it, it's your typical 
third act double cross, double double cross, triple cross. Oh yeah, uh, Woody's kidnapped Chewie or taken Chewie hostage, and they're they they fucked off. So Kira fake double crosses Han, only to double cross Vision, right? And pulls off some ninja shit, and then there's just one big fight. Oh, you know what? And and this is out of context for this scene, but I I promised myself I would call back to this reference. Um, earlier in the movie, I think they're back on Castle, but like uh, she she does some kind of uh, uh, ninja moves on like something. And it's like, what is that? And or no, it's during this scene. I'm sorry. I I I'm, I was gonna say I don't remember her doing any. I'm getting rummy. That's stuff. I I I fucked up my own joke. God damn it. <laughs> my point being is Han's like. What what was that ninja shit? And she's all like Terakasai. And I just I I that, That's a reference to a shitty Star Wars game. I loved that game back in the day. It's fucking wretched, but I that was one of those things where uh you know like uh the Bosque reference made me chuckle and all that, but this one because it just it's so obscure and only like four people will get it. I'm like Oh my god! I mean that that one actually kind of got my excitement level up a little bit, and it's just a throwaway line. It's like those are the best kind of callbacks and references to where it's like, holy shit, that 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 terrible video game is canon now. <laughs> it's actual canon. I Thank was, you, Disney. I was I was I was okay with that. And you're right that that game is not good. Yeah. But, but you know what? It was you know for its time. You know, I I, I could I could deal with uh, well, Star Wars people. Well, how being desperate like, is Star or Disney for references that they're scraping the bottom of the barrel? Yeah. For obscure video games. <laughs> when are we going to start seeing references to uh, the holiday special? Well, we may have mm-hmm. because again, with those those Roddy McDowell looking looking Wookies on oh, Castle, I oh, mean, right. they, they may or may not have been. Well, I I mean just like the whole. Uh, oh. The hol- whatever they called the holiday in that uh, that show. Oh, uh, Life Day. Life Day. We're gonna see Life Day in a, in a Star Wars movie. Soon? Probably, probably, because at God the rate the rate we're going with incorporating stupid canon that has no business being actual canon. Uh, yeah, you're, we're not too far off. Well, if the cooking the cooking show makes, it, I'll be happy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, and and um, you know we. One of one of the things in the trophy room, uh, for uh, it, for Envision's trophy room is an out of focus uh, Mandalorian armor, like um, it's and it's weird because it's like it's like we're doing like samurai Boba Fett, it's it's you never focus on it enough to actually see what it is. It's always in the background, but it's always blurry and out of okay. focus. Now, and the reason why why I wanted to bring this up at this point because th- this dude's about to get super dead and and we're just going to move on from the from that whole throne room and we're never going to go back but it all that was is just a reminder that for some reason Boba Fett isn't in this movie and it doesn't quite make sense and that's maybe something we'll uh, we'll unpack in uh in a couple Maybe of they just don't meet until Tatooine. Maybe and but but what got me on this thought process is um, we're talking about the holiday special and it's like, well, this would be a cool way to have Boba Fett show up in that, in that, uh, in that hall. You know, they, they've made like premium scale action figures of that stupid yellow and blue outfit. But wasn't that the, the first Boba Fett toy was from the holidays or of the holiday special suit? No, no. I mean, cause it was, oh, it, I thought they, it was always purple. It was kind of like purple with the green and all that. So it was, uh, it was never in the holiday special um, colors. 
Uh, but they've sent. I mean, I, I, I actually myself have a couple figures in that in that coloring because because mm. I'm a fucking Boba Fett nerd. But it was kind of frustrating. It's like, wait a minute. So we have like Mandalorian armor, but no Boba Fett. But whatever. Anyway, so yeah, so, you can only get so many references in these movies, and that and that and that's my point. That, thanks for helping me uh, get to there, but but yeah, that that's what it was. It's like we have so many references, and we're doing all of this origin stuff, but we don't have room for Boba Fett here. But yet, in headcanon, again, we've been saying this the whole time. There's supposed to be this rivalry between the two, and like you know, there's was there in in your books and your comic oh, okay. books and all. Well, there you go. But but that's what I'm saying. It's like, but if we're if we're making terrible uh, uh, Tekken knockoff video games, PlayStation One style canon, yet we don't have room for like say, you know, I mean, I don't know. It's like if you're gonna have a point of having like a suit of Boba Fett esque armor in there, at least like show it. I don't know. It it bothered me that it was like it was there, but it was out of focus. Oh, okay. I don't know. Anyway, anyway I'm. Getting on my, so, on my weird soapbox. So but yeah, anyway, they so, fi- they fight. Uh, who killed Vision? I don't even remember. She did. She uh, stabbed him. Okay. With, with his with his little laser knife things. Okay, he's he's super dead. Extra dead. Yeah. So Han and Kira have their little moment. Uh, like Kira's extra, uh, telling him to go. She'll be right behind him. It's like mm-hmm. I I was thinking that she was gonna blow the ship up or something. Sure. Yep. Because I was. I was expecting it to be kind of like Rogue One, where she dies, yep. so you don't have to explain like where where has she been this whole time. Right, right. So, so Han catches up to Chewie and uh, Woody, uh, Woody <laughs> really quick. Uh, yeah, on the quick. It's like, so, and it, did she drop him off or something? No, because <laughs> yeah, I mean it's the ship like, didn't never moved. Nah, nah. But he caught up on the quick. It was pretty funny. Yeah. So uh, Woody's doing this whole spiel about let me explain, and then. Boom! Han shoots him. <laughs> so Han took uh, that 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 uh, that chess lesson to heart. Right. Saw two moves ahead, and knew what he was gonna do. Kill him. Mm-hmm. And Woody's all like, "I'm proud of you, boy. Like I would have killed you." Yeah. Yeah. He even says he's like, "I would have killed you." And yeah, and and it's kind of funny because I mean, again, there's I I didn't realize. How much of my time with Killing Spree has has influenced the way I look at Star Wars? You know the 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 nomenclature with with like uh, uh, a New Hope is you know oh Han shot first Han shoot, shot first but you've always been the one who you've correct me corrected me on this a few times. It's like no Han shot only yeah and that was the that was what I thought of. When you see Woody get shot, it's like, oh yeah, no, it's n- it was never Han shot first. It was Han was the only one that shot in in. So we're we're trying to call back to that, but but it's been kind of retconned and all that. So right. it's like, so yeah, again, it's like it's trying to reconcile headcanon in a way that doesn't quite work. So, uh, but assuming I'm not getting everything mixed or out of order, uh, we go back to Kira. She's still in the throne room or whatever. Yeah. And she's talking to, or she's having a phone call with somebody. Like, he's in a cloak. We don't know who he is. And they're kind of talking. And then the the guy she's talking to removes the cloak to reveal Darth Maul. Why? That's yeah. literally my notes. Darth Maul. Why? <laughs> Exclamation point, question mark, underline, underline. 
I, yeah, that was that was. Um, I, I I I don't understand. Well, I, I I mentioned this without spoiling it on my Twitter post that I made uh, after I saw this movie. It's like this movie reminded me of some wasted potential from uh, Phantom Menace and something I hated about Clone Wars. Uh, it's uh, yeah. Like Darth Maul was wasted potential in uh, Phantom Menace. I don't think he should have died. Right. Okay. Like he should have been what uh, uh, Dooku. Dooku was. Sure. And then I just kind of I hate how shows like Clone Wars and whatnot they're just there to fix fuck ups. Right. And it's just how do you? Admittedly, I have not seen the show. I just know they brought back uh, Darth Maul and yeah. he had like robot legs or whatever. But yeah. it's like. How do you explain one surviving being cut in half to surviving a fall like that? Right. Yeah. It, it, it. None of it makes sense. And and here's the and here's the thing. This is what makes it infuriating for me. On one hand, I'm okay with cartoons being cartoons or comic books or novels. But on the other hand, leave that bullshit there. Yeah, but w- yeah, because when you bring it back to the movies. You're kind of leaving everybody who hasn't consumed those uh, mediums yeah. completely in the dark. Yeah, and and that's that's how this extended universe shit is supposed to work. I'm okay with it not being canon because, like, if it contradicts itself, who cares? You know, it, it's it, well, it's not. It, a, it can be canon. It's just it's just the movies. It's not part of the movies, so it's not right. really essential for reading right. the uh, EU. Oh my god. It it is it is at its core fuck you go buy the comic book. Fuck you go watch Clone Wars. That's fuck and, you watch Rebels cuz Darth Maul's in Rebels. Yeah, and 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 you know a slight spoiler for I've uh, seen it. I know Re- what happens. Okay. So yeah, so how is it then that if if Darth Maul has an ending in Rebels, why are we bringing him into a movie? I don't know. This, this character does not belong here, and 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 it's like it's so confusing because not only do casuals have to buy off that hey, isn't that guy from uh, from uh, that one with the pod racing? Isn't he super dead? But not only that, is he not only super dead, but he's apparently the uh, the the head of the Crimson Dawn. What I mean, I mean that one even threw me off. I was like, because like I've seen a little bit of Clone Wars, but I haven't seen all the Darth Maul stuff, and I'm just like, so wait a second. So I guess I'm to assume that Darth Maul, after getting chopped in half and surviving a fall, gets robot legs. Yeah, and, someone fixes him, and he becomes a crime boss. I what? That's I think his. From my from what little I've read up, I think his crime boss stuff comes comes into play after the Clone Wars. Well, that's even worse then. So like, yeah, at no point he. I'm. I, well, this would be a question for somebody who's consumed all the EU sure. stuff. Like, does Darth Maul at all try to reconnect with the Emperor? I mean, it's but it's at this point. I mean, like. It, it was it was interesting. Uh, skipping ahead to you know a- after the movie being over, um, I, I was I was talking to some folks about it. Some are hardcore, some are very casual, and it was. On one hand, it's like oh, I I liked seeing how Han and Chewie met, and it's like okay. So on one hand, 
I, I can I could accept that this new rash of Disney anthology Star Wars movies, they're for babies and civilians. Mm-hmm. So I can accept that because that that's if if you take out Darth Maul, then that's what this is. This is movie for babies and civilians, you know. And it's just it's fun. It's a heist movie, whatever. But when you start adding in this Darth Maul stuff. All that does is it confuses it, it, it confuses civilians, it confuses casuals, and unless you're a hardcore that has consumed every single bit, it leaves you conf- it left me confused. It left you confused. And it's just I I understand fan service, but I don't know who this is in service of. The Darth Maul fanboys? I, I guess. And that's and that's what I don't understand. It's well, like see, it also seems like they're trying to fix the fact that Darth Maul is the Boba Fett of the prequels, right? Like he he just looks cool. He has a cool weapon. That oh, speaking of the weapon, <laughs> what was the point of him igniting his lightsaber during that hologram talk to show that he has the one that he has in them Clone War cartoons? I guess. But because the other was one he got trying to intimidate to- Kira through a hologram? I'm gonna, also, I, ooh, I'm also, gonna... why was it red? I mean, throughout the entire Star Wars universe, all the holograms are white and various tints of blue. Yeah, no, no other colors. Right now, we get plenty of red. Yeah, it's like consistency, Disney. Come on, now, you really need to hire somebody that could read through the script and be like, "Hey, this doesn't work. This this doesn't fit the canon." Come on. Yeah, I. Dumb movie. That that one just like that that was a face palm for me. I'm just like what? I mean, I was just I was I was dumbstruck. I was boggled. I'm just like, what are we doing? Well, I did have one more note about Maul and basically okay. the answer to why. All right, all this stuff. Sure, sure. Merchandising, merchandising, merchandising. Yeah, but yet. Hasbro hardly makes any toys now. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't, I don't know if they even made like a robot legs Darth Maul for like for them Clone War cartoons. I, I don't know if that's a figure that exists. I don't know because if it did, then I guess that would almost make more sense because you could see that he's clearly got robot legs. Yeah, he almost like you know uh, shows off a little bit of leg. He kind of pulls his skirt up a little <laughs> bit so he, so you could. He, he's that's like, an image I did not need. He, he's he's doing some uh, hologram hitchhiking. He's like you. God, robot legs. God, damn it! It's 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 so bad. But they they even did a little of uh, uh, God. What's the name of the song that they play or when during the fight with Duel of the Fates? Duel of the Fates. Yes. They, they, really? Oh, yeah. I missed that. See, I guess I was too busy being unimpressed by the the music score all around. Because I mean, again, you get like touches of the Imperial March. I mean, like oh, during- some of Han's theme. Yeah, during the Kessel Run, you get the exact same chase music that you got from a new, you know, da 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 Now I just want to watch that scene instead, because yeah, it was it was one of those things where I'm like, oh, this is what we're doing, okay. Um, one one other thing I wanted to mention about kind of the end of this, so we we see that like you know the the pirates slash marauders slash whatever whatever these people are now um you know again we really got to hit it home where it's like okay here's the blue goo 
and you know what's her nuts is like congratulations you just funded a rebellion i was gonna jab 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 right in the ribs that 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 was a note i wanted to bring up is like why did nobody in episode four mention at all that han basically bankrolled the rebellion yeah and so uh, also they do the whole doesn't make any sense yeah throughout this whole movie doesn't make any sense throughout this whole movie they rehash han's character arc from uh episode four is like He's a bad guy, but he's really a good guy. But he never really does any bad guy stuff. He's well, well, he no. In, well, in, in Solo, he projects himself as like, oh, I'm I'm really a bad guy, or I'm I'm a I'm a rogue, that kind of thing. Yeah, he's oh, like he he's an edgy teenager. Here here's where th- so I I made the comparison to Kylo Ren earlier. This is where where your head cannons kind of kind of get. Get it, it almost kind of works. Bear with me. So you you mentioned that you know he's he's you know a moody teenager that's kind of fronting, not unlike Kylo Ren. Now within actual canon, we have that characteristic through line, to where if you if you compare Solo in Solo colon a Star Wars story to kind of some of Kylo Ren's behaviors, there's a lot of similarity if if you think about it long enough. Yeah, I, but it, he also picks up that character trait from Anakin as well. It's true. I mean, there's, there's a lot. I mean, um, I, I, I don't want to get too distracted, but it's kind of funny because like, I think, um, Kylo is really kind of grown on me as a character because he does have like, kind of like those different layers. I mean, he's, he's a shitty person, but that almost in a, in a weird kind of way makes him a, a interesting character and how, thoroughly terrible he is i don't know he, he hasn't grown on me because he's basically just anakin from the prequels just new actor yeah um and i i absolutely hate anakin in uh, the prequels oh. like that just ruined vader for me yeah that's yeah yeah i mean that 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 definitely goes uh goes without saying but um the thing that that frustrates me about this movie also is that we are just doing sequel setup all up and down the joint. That's that's basically what uh Maul was for. Yeah, and so have I mentioned earlier that a lot of the comparisons between this movie and others is, you know, with with Rogue One. Rogue One at least introduced all these characters that they know that there's no place for them in the saga and just ties it all off by crossing everybody off, right? This movie can't doesn't even have the balls to do that cuz I remember being very complimentary of Disney at the time saying like, "Wow, that's that's a bold move introducing this new wave of characters and then just killing them off every single last one of them." Yeah. This are are we going to see Kira in uh the new season of Rebels or are we they're going to save her for a new movie? Or, like, well, and and he, I I don't know, and and well, and, they, they, and that's what's frustrating. Um, I think this is a character that, you know, just just uh, narratively and narratively needs to needs to die, needs to not be around. Yeah. So, but just to round off the sure. story. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so after Maul done talking to her Kira takes the sky flying skyscraper and fucks off <laughs> and Han at no point he's like 
I three for three years I've been trying to reconnect with her, yeah. and he's just lets her leave. Like yeah. he, instead of going after her, he, he just talks to Chewie. He's like, "Hey, let's go see up this gangster on Tatooine." Oh my god! So I'm just thinking, uh, I, I I guess Han didn't love her that much. Not really. I mean, I mean, cause I mean, what, maybe she was just the bottom bitch to him. Maybe because yeah, you don't even get like a no, wait, stop, don't stop. Yeah, I mean nothing. I mean, and and there's, I, so I don't know how much of this is an acting thing or if it's a a story writing thing but early in the movie at the the very beginning when we're driving around with with freaking dice on Corellia you almost kind of buy it that you know like these are like you know like you know young hot shots in love trying to trying to escape mm-hmm. i'm okay with that but then from the point they reconnect on it's 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 nothing it's it's like it's the- the love story between Anakin and Padme was more believable than this to me. Ooh, that's rough. You're not wrong though, and because I mean that was always that that's been my joke for years. It's like, oh yeah, man, in Attack of the Clones, the romance story it was unbelievable, man. It was unbelievable. As in, never once did I believe it, and and it's the same thing here. And there's narratively it makes sense it's like okay i've done things you know and that's definitely a thing that connects to real life it's like you know we we had this friendship we had this relationship we had this love but then we went off and grew up and became different people you know it's like you know if you run into like say like um an ex from high school or something like that you're you're going to be different people now, granted, maybe not in three years. I so maybe maybe I'm mixing metaphors in there, but but I don't know. It just it, it was just like um, a, a a rock talking to a block of wood. I mean, there was just there's no chemistry between them, and and again, I I don't know who to blame. I don't know if I'm blaming the script or if the acting well, just isn't there. Well, or, didn't the actor? Or, I don't. Didn't know. they need to hire an uh, an acting coach for uh, the lead? Or what's his face? Yeah, and you know, I I don't I don't know how much stock to put into that because I would imagine that there would be all kinds of acting coaches. Well, I just there. remember that and being yeah, it was a a, a, a specific headline. Absolutely, a while back. yeah, and it's funny we still haven't gotten to the end of the movie yet, but uh, but yeah, no, um, yeah, I mean, I I want to talk a little bit about kind of like this this quote unquote plagued production. You know, it's like, you know, you had like the two directors and they fired. they got fired. Yeah. Yeah. And so but apparently from word on the street is that it's like 80 percent Ron Howard, 20 percent them. So, you know, in terms of like, you know, directing and, and footage shot and things like that, maybe it's why the movie's so expensive. I don't really know. You know, we, we were kind of trying to uh, maybe figure out why this movie is, quote unquote, underperforming. Or well, maybe isn't clicking with audiences or whatever. Well, did you want to close out the story before we touch that? Yeah, let's do that. I'm I, I I'm trying to move too far ahead by moving too well, far ahead. So I don't think there's much left because uh, I thought the movie ended when uh, Hans all like talking to Chewie about going to Tatooine. Well, first they they go find Lando wherever oh, he ended up, I and, for- and shows it- how memorable this movie is. God damn, I yeah. I totally forgot. Right. Yeah, they. Uh, yeah, they they catch up to uh, uh, Lando at another uh, dive casino, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, except and, this one's more tropical. 
yeah, and they Han and Lando meeting up. It was kind of a recreation of uh, the two meeting up in Empire. Yeah, but it was Han that was all pissed, and then's like, "Buddy!" And then Han Han looks to see, and he, he can clearly see Han or Lando's little yeah, cheating yeah, device. Little, little, little so he thing. so when he they I guess when they hug or whatever, he manages to swipe his cheat card. He's <laughs> like. He convinces them to go back or do it, bet the Falcon again. Yeah, and, and here's the thing. And, and with that, why would Lando agree to this? Because, I mean... Uh, Lando's that much up his own asshole? I don't know. Yeah, it's... Yeah, because, I mean, there, there's no incentive for Lando. At all. Yeah, at this point, he would know Han would be a bullshitter. Yeah. Because I, I don't remember, but did, wasn't Han trying to play himself off as a beginner when they first played? Yes. Okay. And then, and then you come to find out that you know he's apparently quite proficient at this, this, this ill-defined card game. So yeah, so uh, they put up the or Lando puts up the Falcon. Lando's reaching for his cheat card, and he kind of gets a little flustered because he realizes the card's gone. Right. And Han's all like looking for this, and then Han puts down his his hand, wins the Falcon, and then then they do their thing. And then yeah, so. And, so and, and everything that, that we already knew about Han, Lando, and Chewie, we had to make a whole movie about. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it adds nothing. I mean, well, and, and the stuff that it adds, you don't want. I mean, exactly. like like the whole thing, like, you know, uh, L3 being the, the the consciousness in the Falcon. You know, it's like, who needs that? Or, you know, Darth Maul being... Uh, the the uh, Crimson Guard or or whatever the whatever the hell yeah um yeah and you know and what's or not still being out there it's like oh and having to explain what the Kessel Run is like oh yeah like, sure did we really need a movie about that I much rather have had a movie about him or Han gaining his uh his experiences as a yeah. pilot sure yeah or even as a smuggler. Yeah, yeah, just just do instead of an origin story. See, and this was the thing I w- I was I was uh going to ask you earlier when when we were talking um you know how, how what we kind of want and how to fix kind of this weird side story type thing. And my solution, and I apologize if I if I'm if I'm uh, stomping on any of your territory at all, is instead of doing origin mo- movies, just do standalone adventures. Like I, I, I'm okay with young Han Solo. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can do that. I'm, you know, do actually, you know what? Do this cast exactly the way it is, but you take out all of the origin elements. You know, you, you just have them doing doing missions or something. Yeah, you know, leave in the train heist. You know, maybe maybe even leave in the the gangster stuff. Yeah, you know, it's like we lost this shipment. And now we owe this guy, so now we have to go do this other thing. But instead of making it the the Kessel Run, it's just a run. It's it's just an adventure that that they they have to go have. I I think this movie might work okay as a kind of between the cracks side story, like a novel or a comic book or a cartoon, without all of the origin stuff. And you you can leave in. You know, oh, hey, we should have hired Bosk. Or like, oh, Woody Harrelson is the one that killed Aura Singh. 
you know, it was a character from the comic books and cartoons and things like that. Okay. Um, leave that stuff in there because it's it's just weird, you know, kind of you know, references like like I mentioned, like the video game reference. You know, leave that in. That's fine, but it doesn't necessarily need to be. You know, these these are the origins of all of the things. That's that's where that becomes off-putting. Right. So uh, we're done with the story, right? God, I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. So and and that and so yeah, we go to credits. It's like, hey, hey, Chewy, nudge, nudge, nudge. I I know a guy on Tatooine who's putting together a crew and has a job for us. Um, I guess before before we we move off of that. I'm very confused about where this movie sits in the timeline. Like, yeah, because well, like, what's the age difference between uh, Han and Luke? I've been told it's like at least ten years. I would think so. Okay, so I mean that that's that's how I would you would know be, I I guess talk about headcanon, but that's what I always thought is like yeah, there's you know he's definitely a man and Luke Skywalker is definitely a boy. Yeah. So, so would it be possible that? In this movie, Han is the age of Luke when Luke was in uh, episode four. Like, I, like so, like not, ni- nineteen twenty, maybe. Yeah, like early twenty, early to mid twenties, something like that. Yeah, like he's not quite. Well, Han was still young in episode four. He just was older. Yeah, I'd say late twenties. Yeah, you know, so so keeping with that again, we're we're head cannoning here. Obviously, the thing we've been rallying against, but I I take in New Hope Luke to be nineteen, and making Han twenty nine. Okay, that makes sense to me. So, if Han is say nineteen here, which would have made him what um, sixteen at the beginning of the movie. When when we're speeding around, oh, and jo- right? See, right. that's that's the thing too. Okay, you, I f- I forgot about that. You gotta account for the three year jump, also. Yeah, because he didn't age at all. Yeah, yeah, he's well. Nobody ages. Like she doesn't age. He doesn't age. And that's <sighs> it, it's yeah. It, it's frustrating. Um, Fuck if I know then. Yeah, so it, it's like you can't figure it out because here's the thing: there's there's twenty years in between. The end of Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. Uh-huh. So that's the only you have to occupy that window. So you would have to figure out when within that opening three years. I uh, see. This is, dude. Well, I, it's definitely I, before Rogue One. Has the, to be. the rebel. The rebellion was already established. Right. So and in the, this movie, the rebellion is like barely in its infancy. Like, like it. Yeah, like, well, because like Han the, Solo the pi- just funded it with yeah. with blue goo that we never hear from again. It's never a plot device. It's never discussed. And thanks, Ryan. Yeah, I, it's fuel. Jesus Christ, those fucking dice. What happens to the dice then? I think he just put them on whatever they were hanging in oh, the cockpit, right. and then I, maybe that was the final shot. I don't uh, know. Uh, yes, that's what it was. Just the the swinging dice, and it's like. Da, 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 directed by Ron Howard, and it's just like, okay, okay. Do the guys that they that, that uh, Kathleen Kennedy fire get any credit? Yeah, they uh, they actually got uh, get this. This is so weird. Um, they got executive producer credit. Really? Yeah. So huh. it's like, um, written and directed by Ron Howard, executive producers, 
you know, whatever they're... You think it would have been written and directed by all three of them or something, because those two, the other two were still technically directors. Yeah. It's so maybe that's, I mean, and, and that, that's weird, you know, writer's guild, director's guild politics thing. Okay. I mean, cause I mean, that's, that's totally a thing where it's like, what happens when somebody gets fired, but they still end up using the work? How is that credited? Yeah. Cause you can't not credit them. They, they did work on the movie. Correct. Yeah. So you can't, you can't just, you know, George Lucas them out of, out of existence. But yeah, that, that one really raised my eyebrow. I'm like executive producer, which that tells me that they're getting paid. And that's, that's an interesting, cause, cause that, that's usually, that's a credit that you give to somebody that's putting up money, but really has nothing to do with the movie. You mean like Spielberg and uh, Transformers? Absolutely. That, that kind of thing. He's like, well, I'm putting up my money. I'm putting up my studio, but I don't want nothing to do with this movie. You, you do you, boo. But you, sure, you could throw up my name for name recognition as an as a EP. So, yeah, I thought that's primarily what executive producers for is just to get investors yeah. interested in putting their money into it. Absolutely. So, yeah, so I, 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 don't, I don't know how to get, you know, out of that knot, but it's, it's, it, it did really strike me as, uh, as funny. But, yeah, the fucking dice. And, and there's no explanation for where they go in the intervening time between um, when we see them in A New Hope to when we see them again at a, a, during a, um, Last Jedi. I just assumed that the dice always sit in the cockpit. You know what? I, I was watching me some Return of the Jedi. I was watching me some Empire. I don't see them. They, oh, re- they could be just out of frame, but I... Because, I mean, it, you pointed that, this that, out I didn't me. think to do that when uh, when I first discovered that the, the dice were in uh, Episode 4 to watch Empire and Return of the Jedi to yeah. see if they're in there. I, I did not it. think of that. I couldn't find them. Huh. I couldn't find them. Um... But then again, it took us 40 years to see that they were there to begin all, with. all along in the Millennium Falcon and A New Hope. So. Maybe they just got lost in between uh, the production of Episode 4 and Empire. Could be, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it fucking dice a solo story. So, um, this movie not doing well in the box office. No. And so, yeah, so let's, I, I know I tried to jump the gun earlier, but yeah, let's, let's talk about that for a few. Well, this will tie into why Solo failed mm-hmm. or why we think Solo failed. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like I mentioned earlier, it's got the worst opening weekend for, uh, at least for Disney Star Wars. I'm not sure about all of them. It, from what I heard, it was the, the lowest since Return of the Jedi. Okay. And, but that's like, uh, but it's. Yeah, Return, I, I, it's in 1983. Yeah, I have on my notes so lowest opening weekend for a Disney Star Wars. So uh, there's that. Yeah, regardless, that that's indisputable. So yeah, you're. But you're, uh, so yeah, it made uh, domestically 103 million dollars. Uh, if you remove Memorial Day, they made 84 million that weekend. Okay. And uh, I'm looking at uh, Box Office Mojo, and they're they have oh, the es- they have the estimates for uh, the weekend drop off. Uh-huh. This is estimated, so and we're recording on Sunday, so tomorrow we might get official numbers. Right, yeah, cuz it hasn't gone through the full weekend cycle. Right. So, it's estimated to have had a 65% drop in uh box office. So, I I think that's worse than what uh the last Jedi did cuz I remember right. the last Jedi had the worst uh weekend to weekend drop off mm-hmm. for Star Wars. 
And I want to say, what did you say? It was 65%? That That's the uh, estimate. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say that's that's kind of getting to be Batman v Superman territory. Yeah, and th- this is all uh, for domestic. It's not doesn't take into account uh, global. Well, yeah, and here's the thing, though. Them Star Wars movies don't always do well overseas. Well, like, speaking of, uh, it, it bombed it, in China, making only or opening weekend only making nine point seven million. Are are you really surprised at that though? No, but it's just. Hollywood, at least in my observation, is really pushing the Chinese market. It's kind of like the, uh, almost on the same level as uh, U.S. Absolutely. I'm almost positive that, like, as far as box office goes, like, China is, like, second yeah. for Hollywood movies to the U.S. Yeah, and, and I'll take that a step further. With its rate of growth, it is probably only a handful of years away from eclipsing the, uh, uh, the U.S. market. I mean, that's, I mean, that's how you get... Uh, Pacific Rim 2. That, That's how you get all those Transformer sequels. You beat me to it. That's what I was going to say. It's like, uh, I think those anymore are as much, if not more, for the foreign market than they are the domestic market. Because it's like, you know, because I, I remember when we were talking about Pacific Rim Uprising, it's like, who is this movie for? Who wants this? Oh, right. China. So, uh, but, but China does not care about Star Wars. They no, could, no, they, they don't. They could give a shit. Yeah, so uh, why? Why is Solo doing so poorly? Fatigue. You think it's fatigue? Well, I, I think well, it's, it's, it's a variety of things. Well, what I don't think it is is the behind-the-scenes stuff because civilians could not give a shit about well, fired directors or rumors of acting coaches. Well, you, I'll tie this into the marketing because I... I consider marketing be part of the uh, behind the scenes stuff. Fair, okay. Like, we did not get a trailer for Solo until February, like three months before this movie came out. Right. Typically, we would get a, a trailer at least six months out. Like, even if it's just a teaser, it's like we get something to kind of start building interest. Uh huh. Uh, it seems like Disney knew this was not going to do well, so they just didn't hype it. Like they have the last three that they've put out. Well, and and to engage on that, we would have to talk about the release date and the and yeah the Memorial time. Day. So, on, I I've been spending the last couple of years really trying to figure this out because I I still even now don't understand the shift to December. You know, we we got um, Force Awakens, Rogue One. Last Jedi, all at Christmas time. Yeah. So, which I remember being at the time that that bothered me. Because every other Star Wars movie, the previous six, had... In May. Yeah, and usually around Memorial Weekend. So, in a weird way, this is the return to Memorial Weekend, so I should be happy about it, right? But it it's weird putting out a movie... Six months after another one, so yeah, this this isn't Mar- this isn't the Marvel movies where you can get away with that, right? And and the Marvel model doesn't work for Star Wars because in Marvel you have you have Iron Man's, you have Captain America's, you have Thor's, you have Doctor Strange's, you have Guardians of the Galaxies, all to where you can explore different corners of a shared universe. Yes, it's a shared universe, but but they all started off as 
their own individual stories. Exactly. Whereas Star Wars, you're just you're at this point from what we've seen from the side stories, Rogue One and Solo, you're just exploring different time periods of the same universe. Yeah. It's the same thing. Now, if I mean again, I I don't That's the thing because like that that model, the Marvel model doesn't translate because like you know, uh, Thor is about, you know, mysticism as technology or, you know, uh, Dr. Strange is out, out and out a magician, you know, that that kind of thing. So we're dealing with magic and the supernatural. Star Wars doesn't have that. I mean, they have space magic, but that's 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 a connective narrative thread. So. I, I don't know how you would make a Marvel-esque Star Wars movie. Well, I guess the only way you, you could do something like that is just, you like what this movie was trying to do, you uh-huh. were exploring the crime syndicate aspect of Star Wars, whereas right. all the other ones had something to do with uh, the Jedis. Yeah. And like, even Rogue One had a Jedi, or at least a former Jedi. Correct. Or someone strong with the Force. Absolutely, and and people but also, will, uh, and they yeah. all had to do with uh, either the old republic mm-hmm. or the empire. Sure, that and this one barely had the empire in it. Yeah, but they, they were there, but they didn't. They weren't the focal point, right? And and you know, unlike earlier in the movie, it's like I mean, because like one of the things that I wanted from you know some of these movies was to see the the galaxy under imperial rule. Just to see what day to day life is, you know, to have stormtroopers walking around all the time, and I got a little bit of that in the Imperial Airport or or whatever that was, but yeah. but yeah, I mean, I I'd like to see a little more of that. Um, yeah, I mean, so do you, I? I'm trying to pivot to where maybe now's the time we talk about that Bubba Fett movie that we know is coming. All right. Well, well, before you do that, I just wanted to oh, touch yeah, on something. Well, you're asking. You're saying that. You think fatigue played a part in oh, uh, right. yeah, hurting yeah, Star yeah, Wars. Sorry, you... I, I think it had more to do with The Last Jedi and how and how poorly received it was. Interesting. Okay. Because I remember a lot of, uh, seeing a lot of people on various comment sections or whatever, they're just like, I'm done. Done with Star Wars. Boycotting it. You know what? And, and you and I had even had very similar things to where I had even said, I'm like, I don't know if I'm going. Yeah, I was I was re-listening to that or that's that part of the podcast. Mm-hmm. We we both had our doubts about Solo, and like yeah. we, if we were only like we would see uh, episode nine begrudgingly. Yeah, and with this, it was it was one of those things where, um, the it was the seesaw of trailers. Like once the trailers started coming out, I'm like, this looks okay. Right. Then another trailer came out. I'm like, ooh, I don't know about all this. Then another one came out. I'm like, this looks okay. So finally it just came down to, okay, so this this is why people are lukewarm on, on Solo, in my opinion, is because it's just kind of there. Like, I, I think you specifically mentioned this earlier to where Star Wars used to be an event. Now it's just something that's there. Yeah. So it's like, do you want to go to the Star Wars? Sure. Okay, that's fine. I mean, and that's what it was. It was like, all right, that's fine. Yeah, you, you, it's you, like, do you want to do a podcast on it? Sure. You you'd think the first well, is Memorial Day considered like the kickoff of the, the summer blockbuster season? 
it used to when when we were when we were all growing up. Okay. But but now, um, you know, you have you have Avengers movies coming out in April. Okay. You know, you have you have other movies like say like you know in, in a different time something like say like Ready Player One could have come out over Memorial Weekend because because it, it was a Spielberg movie. Yeah, and Lost World came out on Memorial Day weekend. Exactly. So but, I mean, uh, so yeah, you'd think the what would. At one point, we considered the beginning of the summer blockbuster season. Star Wars would be the event to kick off everything. Yeah, and it's just there. Yeah, I, like, mean, I wouldn't be surprised if like uh, well, besides uh, Jurassic World two, what other blockbusters are coming out? You know, I I've lost track. Well, we got uh, Ant Man and the Wasp coming out over uh, uh, Fourth of July. Okay. Um, and then like you said, you've got a uh, Fallen Kingdom before that. O- outside of that, I I don't remember. Um, because I mean, my my thing that I've been been harping on for the last few months is like, well, if we get all these movies in April, like say like you know Rampage, Pacific Rim Uprising, Ready Player One, if we get if we're getting all this stuff in April, what's coming out in August? Well, what? I think that that one shark movie is coming out in like summer. Ugh, I don't know. That looks like dumb fun. I'm looking forward to it. I'm not. Uh, maybe I gotta revisit that because I'm not even sure what that is. It's uh. What's his face from the uh, the Taken movie? Or not Taken. Uh, I'm like Liam. The driver is, movie. The dri- I, those driver movies. Jason Statham. I think so. Really? Oh, it is, it's the shark is a a megalodon. Oh, okay. So it's just a. It's something you would think would be on the Sci-Fi Channel. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. I could de- I could deal with that. Oh, and we, uh, you know, we we speak of Rampage. We have another The Rock movie. We got a Sky. Oh, right. Sky uh, yeah, not Die Hard. Out. Not Die Hard. Yeah, but, I, I wouldn't be surprised if almost all those movies just blow out uh, Solo in the box office. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, whatever is coming out next weekend is. I mean, I mean, I, it wouldn't surprise me if people are going to go I'm back gonna, and rewatch Deadpool two again. I'm glad you brought that o- up because I'm, cur- I'm curious to see if uh, it if it uh, retakes uh, or uh, or knocks Solo off of its number one spot. Maybe. Well, and Deadpool two seems to be a one that's it's doing okay. But I think I think Fox was expecting it to like shatter records. Instead, it was just kind of there. Okay, I haven't seen. I that. mean, it's doing well. Yeah, I, it and it and it blows me away that you that you listened all the way through a Deadpool two spoiler podcast and not seen the movie. Cause I because I, I spoil the shit out of that movie. I just myself. didn't care. Oh, that's fair. Like, I, I just I like Deadpool enough, but yeah. I just wasn't. The sequel didn't interest me. Yeah, it's it's fine. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what I've been hearing. Yeah, I mean, it, and. Not in a weird way. Not all that dis, dis, dissimilar to Solo. It's fine. Mm. Am, am I going to recommend it? Eh. I mean, it's like if you're a fan, you've already seen it anyway. And you know what we're saying and how we feel. Um, Am I, am I going to encourage civilians to go watch this? No. Because there really isn't anything there for them. Whereas... And maybe this is where we kind of part ways a little bit. I'd I'd still recommend Rogue One to civilians. I'd be like, go watch this movie. It's fun. Yeah. You won't understand half of the references, but but who cares? Because it's kind of it, it's cool. Um. So yeah, I. Uh, yeah, it's it's just it's just kind of there it, again. It's and and I think a lot of this kind of goes at the feet of Ron Howard. Now, well, I, I put this on the feet of. Uh, Kennedy. Oh, sure. There you go. Yeah, let's go even further back. You're right. Yeah, she's You're the right. one that is in charge of Lucasfilm. Like, this is her ship. Yeah. 
And there, there, there was a nice analogy of it is that okay, and that, she's in charge of an Amar- Amarta or a, a fleet of ships, whereas okay. the directors are in charge of individual ships, and she's just firing captains in the middle of a bombardment. Yeah. Okay. Are are you are you familiar with any of their work, uh, um, uh, Phil Lord or Christopher Miller? No, I don't think I've ever seen. I don't even know what movies they've done before this. Okay, so they did uh, the reboot of 21 Jump Street. I haven't seen it. And its sequel, 22 Jump Street, both of which are pretty funny. But more than that, they did uh, the Lego movie. I have seen the Lego movie. So the the thinking was that they were going to bring that kind of snarky, silly type of humor to the Star Wars movie. And apparently the powers that be, Kathleen Kennedy included, just was not having it. That, that's what I heard, that the, it was creative differences. Like That was the reason they got fired. So, random opinion, knowing what we know, because who knows how much of the original material stayed in there. You know, maybe some of those wretched jokes. Um, would that have been, would this have been a better movie in that style? You know, like, just, we're just, we're just doing... Broad comedy, no, because that's never I, the comedy that's been in Star Wars never struck me as that over the top, right? Or and constant, uh, yeah, I no, I don't think it would have been any better. Gotcha. I, I I agree with you. So I I don't I don't necessarily disagree with the move to uh, oust these guys. Um, and it, it's interesting. I, I want to talk about bringing on Ron Howard to this in that. Um, God damn, he's bald. Oh, yeah, he's, he's super bald. But talk about going from one extreme to the other. You know, you, you go from like, you know, edgy and, and you know, uh, what what's this going to be to again? I mean, Ron Howard is a competent director. Yeah, didn't he do Apollo 13? Absolutely. Yeah, uh, that was a good movie. He he's he's done a lot of great movies, but and and he's a competent director, but the one thing that he is more than anything, he's safe. And you, And that that's been a big complaint of mine for Disney Star Wars is most of them felt safe. So then reconcile that with our thoughts about The Last Jedi. Because well, what it, what Ryan Johnson did was the opposite of safe. Well, you 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 I can't remember your exact wording, but you mm. you phrased it as they course corrected so hard, yeah. they went in the opposite direction. Yep, yep. So, so yeah, that's it's exactly what Jedi was or Last Jedi was. It was just yeah, bad course correcting. Yeah, and and now, the, but I would submit that this is no better. So where basically the like if you know we you you uh, we made the analogy of steering, it's like you're turning hard to the right. Then you're turning hard to the left, and this felt more like it was stabilizing in that bad spot because you had the dice and the fuel, like they were trying to. Oh yeah, good point. To hammer home, like, hey, these things are super important. Sure, they were never mentioned before, but they're in this. They're in a prequel movie, so they're they're now canon important throughout the OT. Gotcha. You know what? That okay. I. I hadn't thought about it that way, but that 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 also makes sense. I guess I looked at it as like, you know, you could almost make a case for 
the a lot of the sensibilities tone wise and story wise with uh, Solo as being kind of a response to Last Jedi, to where it's like, oh well, you know, uh, Last Jedi and Ryan Johnson took all of your expectations and subverted all of them. Now we're going to give you this uh this this warm blanket this this warm cocoa of uh Ron Howard beloved director Ron Howard you know giving you the this harmless safe and you know just just tepid water uh Star Wars movie that that's that's not really going to engage you but it's not going to offend you either please come back and watch more Star Wars movies they're not all like that, Last Jedi. You know, Star Wars is safe. It's okay. Come back. Well, clearly it didn't work. No. Because, yeah, so then what's the move now? Do you double down and you just, we're just doing... Doing whatever the fuck J.J.'s going to do with episode nine. Who knows how that's going to go. So, um, but yeah, so I mean, so where 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 does the franchise go from here? You know, what... what Boa Fett. Yeah. Now, okay, um, and I forget is, okay, so we know that Boba Fett is official now. That, that is officially announced. It has a director attached. Um, has that Obi-Wan Kenobi movie also been confirmed, or is that still imaginary headcanon for folks? I don't know. Okay, so, we'll, so I'm not going to speak on that because I can't confirm or deny or remember. Um, but with, with Boba Fett, I uh it's it's interesting when I saw the announcement I saw it on Twitter social media and it finally blew up and I remember um I think this was during our last Jedi conversation where I'm like it's going to be it's going to be a sad day for me because I'm a huge fan of Boba Fett and I and I I totally appreciate all of you know all of the criticisms and all that I I don't even deny it it's just like yeah no he's he's a pretty useless character that just happens to look cool so I'm I'm not I'm not that type of fan that's gonna fight you and say no he he's fucking rad and he does all you just this. gotta read the the comics yeah see and I don't I I do read those comics <laughs> and I do like them but but I I'm not in a position to defend either if if that makes sense right um, in fact I actually kind of like getting in conversations where it's like yeah no he's he's pretty lame pretty useless but um, he's a setup for a burp joke yeah and that's that's pretty sad. But I, I was I was just one of those fans that never let go. Like I, I have I have a whole lot of Boba Fett merchandise because well they kept making it. So I'm like, cool, I'm I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna buy a Boba yeah. Fett. Somewhere I have a nineties Kenner Boba Fett. Oh nice. And I only got him because like He's, I he... bought a or got a uh, ATST. Oh sure. No one to pilot it. <laughs> and Boba Fett was like, Oh, he looks cool. Yeah, there you go. I like that. Yeah, see, and, and that's exactly it. He looks cool. Now, okay, so a Boba Fett movie has been announced. And I uh, the self-fulfilling prophecy of the feeling as a fan, I was, my, my response was just a shrug. I'm just like, okay, that's fine, whatever. Um, and you know you've kind of reached a point of saturation, or maybe it's, it's, bad will or I'm not sure exactly what it is, but something to where diehard fans are just kind of like, eh, that's fine. Whatever. I mean, I'll go, I'll watch it. In fact, I, I have, I have ideas, um, in terms of like what I'd like to see. 
I I think I think this movie could be cool if you do it as a western. And it's just, you know, some kind of, you know, it would be like the good, bad, and the ugly with Boba Fett. Or Yeah, but here's the problem. Oh, there's tons of problems, but yeah. yeah. But you make him they're what they're probably going to go for is they're going to make him out to be a total badass. Oh, my God. And yeah, here's he, the problem. It, it makes what happens to him in Jedi that much worse. Exactly. Like, he's a total badass in these, all these other things. And then he's like, oh, he got taken out, got taken out by a blind dude. With a stick. With a stick. Who, who falls into a hole in the ground with teeth for a burp joke. Yeah, I, I agree with you. So, like, I guess what, what will probably happen is, like, yeah, he's going to show up and just be like John Wick. And just, you know, just like taking crackers oh, out and all that. Oh, I mean, that would be bad. And it's going to be terrible. It, it very well could be terrible because, okay, so the uh, the director is James Mangold, who uh, most recently famously directed Logan. Oh. Excellent movie, right? Yeah. Okay. But he also directed The Wolverine, which is the Wolverine movie that came before Logan where Wolverine's in Japan for no apparent reason. Okay, okay. And it's, I've seen bits and pieces of the one with uh, the other Deadpool. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. The X-Men Origins Wolverine. Yeah. Okay. No, th- this isn't that. This this is kind of the, the it was another Wolverine. My, my point being is that. He's hit or miss. Uh, yeah, hit or miss. Um, when he's good, he's good. When he's not, he's kind of not. Sounds like Ridley Scott. Jesus. Oh, yeah. It's there's there's a lot of that. And he's, you know, done some other cool Westerns like like 310 to Yuma was uh was really good. I like that one. Um uh, but what I think what, okay, what I would like to see is something more like Logan. You do, you do old man Boba Fett and here's what you do. You even, cause like there, there's all this conversation about casting and stuff. What you do is you go back and you get Tamura Morrison, the dude that played Django Fett back in attack of the clones who has now aged 20 years, have him be old man Boba Fett. I don't know. I, I'd be kind of irritated with that just because I did not like the fact that uh, George went back and removed the original voice actor. Oh yeah, from no. Boba Fett. That always sat. That did not sit well with me. So this would just be kind of twisting the knife. I agree, and and I I I, I guess I, mean, I, I, I get the I get the idea because yeah he, I'm, I'm Boba is a clone of Django. Yeah, so it makes total it makes total sense. Yeah, it, it's more or less a. Dealing with the canon we have, yeah. because good, bad, or indifferent—that's the canon now. But if he's old, you're gonna have to explain how he got out of the Sarlacc pit. Sure, you know, and and, and I, I just—I always thought that was stupid. That he, oh, he got out. It's yeah, like, it's, like, oh, come on, he died. Let, let it be. Yeah, just it's like let with go. it's like with uh, Darth Maul. It's like he died. He clearly died. Clearly, let it be. Yeah, yeah. I and I don't disagree. I guess again, I'm I'm trying to come up with something that I think might be okay. And in fact, I'll even go further. You could even do flashbacks of young Boba Fett and you get the freaking kid that played young Boba Fett in Attack of the Clones. I'm not joking. This could work. Or at least or at least for this fan. I, I think that would be kind of okay. But the thing I don't want is we're just picking up with young Boba Fett and we get a movie just like Solo. But it's just Boba Fett. Yeah. You know, I, I'm kind of astonished that Disney's already basing movie or making movies based on side characters who only look cool. I yeah. figured it would take a little longer. 
Yeah, well, and it, it and the thing that that has been thrown around as a label uh, is uh, fan service, right? Oh, yeah, total fan service. Okay, so but here's the thing with with Solo, who is that in service to? I th- I think it was supposed to be fan service. It's just Disney is fucking up. Yeah, it's it's so weird. It's like you do so much fan servicey stuff in Rogue One. You know, with with the the crammed in cameos and things like that. Yeah. But yet in Solo, you can't scrape together a Boba Fett cameo, because because you're going to do a, an entire Boba Fett movie. But if we if we're doing sequel setups, then I why don't, not have Boba Fett? Right. Exactly. And and so it it's it it's just weird and confusing because it would be and and have it be literally just a cameo like he like. You know, shows up for as much as he does and says special edition of New Hope. Right? Oh. He just, but uh, no, I got what you're getting. Yeah, I'm just... but something to where it's established that he's there and he's like a mysterious presence. Just do that. Like he's getting orders from uh, Vision or something. Sure. Yeah. Do that. Or, or even better yet. I mean, this is or maybe this is more stupid, but I, I think we're thinking the same thing. Hmm. Um, instead, instead of Darth Maul being being the head of Crimson Peak. Maybe it's Boba Fett. Oh, I wasn't thinking that's stupid. I was thinking which is terrible. It, I, it's awful. No, I was thinking something less stupid. Like uh, Boba Fett is the one that tells uh, Woody about the Tatooine job. I like that, and and he shows up like just in hologram or something, or or well, even just over or, a lot, or, or he's just at the the uh, the lounge and there you just see him talking. He's just there, yeah. Not not unlike when he's hanging around in Jabba's palace. Exactly. You know, you know flirting like with he's them. Just, he's just kind of sitting around waiting for the next job. Yeah. I could live with that. I mean, there, there's a thousand different ways you can go. Um, but we got Darth Maul. Yeah, fucking Darth Maul. I do, I do, I do not understand. Thanks, Disney. I just, I, I don't understand. So, um, I, I think that's about all I got. What, uh... Well, final thoughts on the movie? Rank it among Disney Star Wars movies so far? Well, uh, see, and and rankings is kind of like a a weird, it, it's it's a weird thing because I don't know, it, I'm just spitballing here. Well, no, and here's the thing, I I don't I don't know at this point, but because like it always kind of bothered me when people were like throwing Rogue One in the rankings. Like it was it cracked me up because like uh um I saw somebody put out a top ten list of Star Wars movies, and it's just now occurred to me. That we now have, after forty years, we now have ten Star Wars movies. <laughs> it's like now we have enough to make a top ten. It's not going to be long before the Disney Star Wars movies outnumber the twentieth century Fox movies. Yeah, I and, mean they already outnumber the OT. Yeah. So it's just like, hey, wow. Yeah, and and that's where we're at. And and I think I think as we go, it's. It's just going to be diminishing returns, you know. Uh, yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how uh, Episode Nine does. Yeah, and and is Episode Nine the end? Well, you know, it's supposed to be the end for this trilogy. Yeah, but and it's like, what does that even mean? Because well, because I've heard that also, but it's like, well, they said, well, I think this was before. It was either before or just after um, Last Jedi came out that. Lucasfilm was gonna let Ryan Johnson do a whole trilogy. Yeah, he's gonna have his own separate trilogy. So that, who knows if that's a sequel, a sequel to the sequel trilogy, or if it's like something some, off yeah. the side. And and there's more cartoons coming. Like Rebels has ended, but has it? 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't pay attention, so I'm I'm in the dark there. You're okay. It's it's fine. I mean, I mean, Rebels is fine as a as a side thing that exists as a side thing. I even I'm not excited about it being canon because it's considered canon because it's got that robot legs Darth Maul in it. Um, At least he died. Yeah. True. Um, but then, yeah, and and we're getting call outs to uh, Rebels characters in Rogue One. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, in Rogue One, like, and you see like the robot go across the. Th- anyway, my my point being is like I'm I'm okay with stuff being on the side, but once you're making the side stuff more numerous than the important stuff, I think it just diminishes. Because yeah, this is supposed to be an a uh, a serial. Yeah, not a. Uh... Just a series of movies, right? And that's that's what's going to happen. The the auxiliary stuff well, is going to take take do, out. Do you the, think part of the problem is that these directors probably weren't brought up on movie serials like Lucas was? Absolutely. So instead, you've got Ron Howard with more kind of traditional Spielbergian type um uh sensibility. And then you got JJ who basically tries to knock off Spielberg as much as he possibly can. Exactly. So it's you know it's yeah it's at what point do we become um a cover band of a cover band? You know, cuz you're right. You you almost need that it, yeah, it, it's like an age thing. Because I mean like I don't know how old Ryan Johnson is, but he's not that old. Um, the same thing with J.J. Abrams. I mean, he's like, you know, older, but not, you know. He's not as old as Lucas or Spielberg. No, 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 of course not. Those people are old. And so, I mean, I mean, one one of the things that that we've talked about in the past is whether Star Wars is quote unquote for us anymore. And I find myself struggling with that even, even more because... You know, I, I'm I'm leaving solo and I'm just like, Yeah, this movie's totally fine, it's passable, it's serviceable, but eh. and I It sounds like we're back at where we were with the last Jedi review is like are we done with Star Wars? Yeah, and and you know, the the true answer of that is no. Because I mean well, you said to yourself you're going to see the Boba Fett movie, and it's probably going to come out after episode, or obviously it's going to come out after episode yeah. nine. I mean, I'm going to go. I mean, and I I get the comic books. I occasionally get novels. Um, I, you know, uh, Last Jedi definitely put a more sour taste in my mouth, but it didn't. It didn't, it didn't kill it. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't kill it. Now, maybe. Maybe I need another experience like that. So I, I think I think what it will be for me is it'll have to be a one-two punch. Episode nine does more of the same that Last Jedi did, and the Boba Fett movie is like a huge disappointment. Yeah, I'm, that might be the thing where I'm just like, because I mean, at that point I will be three, four years older. I will probably be on the other side of a milestone birthday. And I might be at a point in my life where I'm just like, you know what, maybe maybe I, I'm going to take the lessons from Last Jedi and maybe it is time to to put the toys down. You know, maybe it is time to, you know, fuck your nostalgia and your headcanon. Maybe. I I don't know. Because, yeah, maybe it's it's just not for us anymore. It, it, it It's impossible to say. Yeah. 
I'm I shouldn't say never to say never, but yeah, it at it's this point one. it seems like I'm gonna see episode nine just to see how the trilogy ends, mm-hmm. and after that I have a hard time believing I'll pay to see any of these movies. Like maybe I'll yeah, maybe I'll download some uh, torrents or sure. pay to see one movie but sneak into another. That way right. Disney doesn't make more money. Sure, yeah, I mean because really for for like lapsed fans. What is there to bring them back? You know, I mean, yeah, it's it it's I don't I don't understand. I think, and I didn't realize this back um, three years ago when we were talking about the Force Awakens. Um, I didn't realize that Disney would just basically run it into the ground and kill it, and I think that's what they're going to do. And. Yeah. At this point, it seems like it, I'm of the opinion that Disney needs to get rid of Kathleen Kennedy because she she is not doing a good job with Star Wars. Like they need to bring in somebody else, and it's probably too late for uh, Episode Nine. Yeah, but if they're gonna if they're really dead set on this yearly Star Wars movie stuff, I really think they need to get a new uh, president for Lucasfilm. Yeah, and. Because the buck's got to stop somewhere. It's yeah, somebody has to be accountable. You're you're not wrong. Um, I mean, I, I remember uh, reading up on uh, Blade Runner when it when it first came out. Uh huh. Ridley Scott totally took the blame for it doing badly in the box office. Mm-hmm. Nobody's doing that for these movies, right? Like nobody's taking the blame. Like I I was just so frustrated with uh, Johnson and Kennedy with Last Jedi's because they were just pushing blame on everyone else, or they were writing off criticism as uh, haters or yep. uh, alt-right uh, yeah. people. And it's like, fuck you. Yeah, well, and... It's like, and, so a lot. most of us have legit criticism of these movies, mm-hmm. and you're just writing them off as haters. And it's like, you clearly don't care so long as... If we're not giving you money. Yeah, it, it's, it's... Or a, even if we're giving them money, they don't care. Yeah, because uh, it, it, it's a weird thing when you start blaming the audience. Because, yeah, it's like, Paul Feig did that with Ghostbusters 2016, and that won him no, that didn't, obviously didn't go well for him. So I was like, why are you no. doing what he did? <laughs> God damn it. That's an interesting point. I hadn't, um, yeah, I guess I hadn't considered that. I, yeah, I, I, I think perhaps, just perhaps, that you could have, with Solo, moved it back to Christmas. That probably would have helped. Because the, the last Jedi burn probably would have healed yeah, a little. Yeah. See, and that's the thing. I think it's just it's too soon for another Star Wars movie. I think, yeah, I think six months is... Well, do you think they they put it out on Memorial Day? Well, if they, they kept the date after the last Jedi doing or being so poorly received just because, like, they knew what they had, and they had to just—they just wanted to make their money back as quick as possible. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot to it because what what I, what I was also going to suggest is like, okay, so um, you go back to Christmas, so you put it out this year, uh, you know, again a full year after um, Last Jedi, or you wait until Memorial Day of nineteen, wait a year and a half. Oh, so you're and then, and banking then, on episode nine doing well, or or because oh, the, oh, that's right. Because yeah, that that doesn't work. 
Uh, you're right because yeah, episode nine is coming out in December of nineteen. So then, never oh, it was still yeah, Solo would still be before. Never mind. Well, see, okay, and that might work. See, I think it might work on the. Uh, see, no, th- there's no way to untangle this. Because well, the put put pushing it to December. Yeah, I agree that that would have been the the right move. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, just you know, space and distance. Because like Marvel, on the other hand, you can do. Infinity War in late April, and you can come back in July and do Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. Because, I mean, also with that, the expectations are different. Nobody is expecting Ant-Man and the Wasp to make a billion dollars. All right, man. Well, before um, uh, before we actually get out of here, because at, at this point, since we're talking about Marvel movies, we're clearly done talking about Star Wars. Right. Um. So, yeah. Um. Well, this has been fun. Any final thoughts? Um, I don't know, man. I I think I think my thoughts are pretty final. I don't. I I I don't. Yeah, no. I mean, I'm not gonna buy solo when it comes out on video. Um. Oh, so I I mentioned the Cinerama earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and I previously have mentioned that. I have seen every Star Wars movie there going back to um, granted it was the special editions, but you know, technically the original trilogy. And when I watched last Jedi there, it was my second time going through and I'm like, well, I have this streak. I have this tradition. I think I'm going to keep it up. Um, But when I left, I'm like, well, this might be it. I I don't know if I'm going to come back to this theater for a Star Wars movie. I, I can say here for the record, I feel no compulsion to make it a point to go see Solo at the Cinerama. There's just there's just nothing there to entice me to have that experience. Right. I had I had to convince myself to do it for Last Jedi. I might do it for Episode Nine, uh, just to but but basically if I if I'm calling it quote unquote every Star Wars movie, that streak is gonna break. And I think that's a really good metaphor for how meaningless this movie is. Yeah, you weren't you were hesitant to rank these or the Disney Star Wars. I'm not. Oh, so oh, I, yeah. I was sorry. just gonna say, like, we'll start. I I think these uh, spinoff movies, yeah, they're better than the episodic ones that Disney's put out so far. Like, I I find myself, I okay. I'm not. I haven't soured with uh, Rogue One as I had with uh, Force Awakens or Jedi. Okay, and I. I'm not gonna too soon to say the same thing about uh, Solo, but it's just my initial thoughts. It's just, uh, I guess, best to worst. Rogue One, Solo, Force Awakens, Last Jedi. Okay, interesting. See, I I'd have to think about that. Unfortunately, I wasn't quite prepared on that. I don't know if Solo's a better movie than The Last Jedi, because I mean, like, I mean, there's. Uh, well, in in terms of well, like a competently well, made movie, I guess I don't. Well, know. Well, from my observation, uh, Jedi seemed to uh, stab a nerve for you, yes. way more than Solo has. That's true. So that that's very true, and I I don't disagree with you on that. Um, one thing that's that's interesting retroactively about the Last Jedi is that I still get mileage out of it talking about it. I think this is prob- well. We got mileage talking about uh, BVS, but BVS doesn't get any better. That's true, and and 
And that's kind of what I mean. It's like, you know, The Last Jedi is kind of one of those movies that will stick out as being uh, polarizing, you know, and and in a way being polarizing is almost interesting. I don't know. Yeah, but it's just I'll take a mediocre movie uh like Solo or Rogue One over one that's just really bad like Last Jedi. Interesting. Okay, so I, I think I think we do kind of part ways a little bit because Solo, I after after talking with you here now, I don't feel the compulsion to say anything else about Solo ever again. Right. I'm never going to watch it again. Um, whereas Last Jedi, it might be one of those things that say like maybe two, three years from now or maybe even a year from now. I might give it another shot just to re, re remind myself of why it bothered me so much, and I'll be uh, like, "Oh, that's right that that's that's why I I dislike this movie so much." I I can't say I've had that compulsion because like uh like I'm a big alien nerd. Yeah, so, of course. So I had no compulsion to go back to the AVP movies. Okay. Since I well when I bought them on DVD, yeah, but I mean I haven't. I think I've only watched it on DVD like once, maybe twice. Mm-hmm. Whereas Alien Resurrection, yeah, mediocre in my opinion, like nothing special to write home about. Mm-hmm. I've watched that a ton of times compared to uh, the AVP movies or even the Prometheus and Covenant. Yeah, that that's a fair point. Because, so so is Solo more watchable then? Meaning like, can you, can you like turn it on in the background while you're like I doing would, laundry or washing dishes or something? I would. Say Solo would be kind of like Jurassic Park three is to me like it's mm. it's okay. I don't necessarily hate it. Okay, and if it's on and there's nothing else to do, it's like yeah. all right, fuck it. Maybe, like maybe it's just watch it in the background or what while I'm doing something else. Whereas a movie I really don't like, I will not go back and see. Like I I have no secret I hate Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Right, I'm never gonna watch that movie again. Right, of course. I, so, yeah, and I would totally get that. Whereas, so I, I think it's just different. Yeah. I think we just approached movies we hate or dislike differently. I think so. I, 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 I think you're right because I, I've I've also stated on the record that I will never watch Batman v Superman again. But I don't know. I mean maybe there might be a time where I might give it another spin. I, I you know it's Well, I, I keep hearing that director's cut uh, it it makes the movie better. You know what? I keep I, hearing that. Actually, I don't buy it, but I hear it. I had a conversation with somebody about that, and and that and that conversation ended with you know, oh yeah, d- dude, ultimate cut all the way. You you gotta watch it. You gotta watch it. So yeah, I mean, so that's that that is definitely a thing that that people will say, and you know what? Maybe maybe I might find myself with like a Sunday afternoon one of these times. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I I just. But I, that means you might have to spend money on it. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, so maybe that's maybe that's not something I'm gonna do, uh, or just do what I did wait, with uh, that Ghostbusters reboot. Just wait till it's on TV. There you go. There you go. Well, you, uh, no, the, the one I saw on TV, it wasn't the uh, supposed cut that fixes everything for that uh, movie. Mm. And so never mind. Gotcha. So uh, so, so yeah. So you uh, okay? I I could do rankings. I'll go. Uh, uh, so from top to bottom, I'll go. Uh, Rogue One, Force Awakens, Solo, Last Jedi. Okay, so we're the middle's just flipped. Yep. Okay. Yep. Because like I, I legitimately like 
Rogue One. I'll actually watch Rogue One over Force Awakens. And that's what I was basing my rating on. Just a, a likelihood of rewatch. Right. So, so uh, would you recommend Solo to someone who hasn't seen it yet? No. Okay. Th- there's not enough there. I, I'm the same boat as you. I'll take it a step further, though. I'd say, go go see Infinity War instead. Oh, you've seen Infinity War? Go see it again. Go watch it again. Yeah, because that's a <laughs> better movie. Because that's a three-hour movie, and you get your your ticket money, even though it ends on a cliffhanger. But you know what? Still, better movie. Yeah, uh, you get no argument from me here. I I'm still bent that it ends on a cliffhanger, and it's like, oh no, it's not going to be two parts. Infinity War is going to be one movie. That's Infin- a rat for another day. Yeah. No shit. Yeah, you know what? I already spent like an hour and 40 minutes ranting about Infinity War by myself. <laughs> where, where, yeah, I mean, anyway. All right, so, all right, so, uh, so, Killing Spree, before we get out of here, if, uh, if people want to harangue you and haggle you on the internet, where, yeah, uh, come where, at me, bro. Yeah, so where, where can people, totally at me. Yeah, <laughs> where, where can people at you? Where can people, uh, uh come at you, bro? Twitter.com slash, or at, Late night deaf, or however they do their thing. Yeah, you, you could just say you're at late night deaf. At late night deaf. There you go. There you go. I'm showing my age, goddamn. That is the wow. Facebook.com colon forward slash forward slash. No, I, I'm just giving you shit. Did uh, did you ever get your Gab account back up and running? Oh, it's it's I, been running. I just don't use it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Still pretending I know what that is, but I really don't. So. It's basically Twitter, but. It's a whole other mess. Yeah, I'm not yeah. even gonna start. You know what? I that's that's my fault for uh, for asking. Well, uh, uh, thank you so much for joining us here. This was uh, this was uh, this was. Um, you know, we had said that this is probably going to be a our shortest um, Star Wars rant podcast. This I think is- Rogue One was shortest. Yeah, and and that was even with some clever editing and stuff too. This and other is- people. Yeah, and so. Um, yeah, this is, this is our longest by longer than Jedi or last Jedi. Cause last Jedi was, Oh fuck. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh so, man. So, so what? I think next time we're, we might get together would be for uh fallen kingdom yeah. slash Jurassic park 25 anniversary. Absolutely. And, and you know, for, uh, um, what, so what we're going to do for that, like you, uh, um, keeping it under wraps for now, but you have something special that you know you kind of want to do for the 25th anniversary. Basically, just to hype it up, like yeah. something we were planning on doing for uh, Star Wars 40, but we just Absolutely, didn't do. Yeah. So I, I think I think that'll be a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, so that that'll be uh, that'll be in what late June, early July. Yeah, because I assume we're gonna do this. We would do that after Jurassic or Fallen Kingdom comes yeah. out. Yeah, we'd 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 all have to see Fallen Kingdom first, but. Uh, uh, so yeah, so that'll um um <laughs> outro. God damn it! I'm just gonna hit the music. <laughs> and that will do it for this week's show. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to listen to my past episodes, including all of my old college radio shows here on KGRG, and again, shout out to KGRG FM for letting us uh, use their studios. Uh, Um, Well, actually, we just kind of snuck in over the weekend and nobody knows we're here. But anyway, if you want to listen to all of my old shows, uh, subscribe on SoundCloud, Google Play Music, the Stitcher Radio app, and on Apple Podcasts. 
Like, share, rate, and review the show wherever you find it. And if you do leave us a review, let me know, and I will give you a shout-out on the air and read it out loud for everybody to hear. Uh, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at Mike Seibert Radio. And right into the mailbag, Radio at gmail.com. Um, yeah, that's, that's about it. My name is Mike. I'm Killing Spree. This has been Mike Seibert Radio, and until next time, make good choices. Or bad ones. <laughs>